Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Camp Plan Podcast and your Shits Audio Experience hosted by me, Tyler, and we are back with episode 41 of the Game Plan Podcast, and we are here previewing the Jets matchup this week against the Tennessee Titans, a week four matchup. Um, not going to so much recap the Denver Broncos this week as I did a little rant slash recap video over on Monday. Um, you can go check that out now. Um, again, though, really appreciate all the feedback um, on these podcasts and on my Instagram account. I put in the work, and I'm happy you guys are noticing and really enjoying um, the content that's being put out. So I, I really, I really appreciate it. Um, so just moving on to this matchup, right? Denver's behind us. Denver is, you know, 10 steps behind us. We're moving on. We got about five steps to the Tennessee Titans matchup this Sunday. And to preview it, I mean, first things first, Tennessee Titans wide receiver situation is looking a little bleak, right? Um, with AJ Brown sideline with a hamstring injury, expected to be out multiple weeks. We'll certainly probably not play with the uh, Titans this week to face the Jets, as well as Julio Jones who, as Ian Rappaport pointed out today, is nursing a, I believe it was knee injury or foot injury that'll keep him sidelined, um, potentially, for this Sunday. Um, his status right now is, as Ian um, explained it, up in the air. Um, but we'll see. Uh, I mean, of course, those two, those two guys being out, I mean, is monumental for the Jets matchup this week. I mean, you know, going up against Brown and Jones would be almost an impossible task for the Jets if they were playing, but... The Jets may just catch a break in the secondary department, although I might have spoke too soon. Marcus May out three to four weeks with a ankle injury. Um, that's a really rough blow because the Jets' safety depth was already a bit, you know, dwindled down to, I mean, guys like Sheltrick Redwine and Adrian Colbert. So we're, we're going to have to see uh, what the Jets do with that safety position. I mean, Ashton Davis is coming back. Um, He's going to be activated. He's expected to be activated off IR in the coming days. So we'll see what the Jets plan to do with him. But as of right now, they really only have a couple safeties active. I believe they could bring back uh, Redwine, and they could potentially elevate. Um, I don't know, maybe someone off the, someone off the practice squad. The name's not coming to me right now, but uh, they also they also have um, Asian Colbert, right? So you're going to have two guys, two pretty inexperienced guys, albeit if Ashton is not playing. I mean, although he's also just a basically a one-year guy coming in for a second year. This would be his first game. But, I mean, as of right now, the Jets at safety are really just, they're depth-deprived. And I think it's its its not a good situation when your secondary is already that young, um, like up front. But, I mean, on the back end, the safety spot, it's, it's tough. And I think these young cornerbacks are really going to have to step up and um, – even continue, you know, to play harder than they already have. But I think I think guys like Michael Carter the second, who I think has been outstanding for this team. I think he's arguably one of the best defensive players on this team already, and that says a lot for a rookie cornerback. I just posted a uh, post on my Instagram a couple of days ago. You know, had the highest grade of any uh, any Jet over over week three. I'm pretty sure it was seventy six point four. And then, you know, Ethan Greenberg of the New York Jets just came out the other day and said he had the highest rated grade of all rookie cornerbacks in the NFL. So, I mean, that it's outstanding for a guy picked in the, uh, picked in the fifth round, I believe who was picked to, to, to just come out here and, you know, ball out uh, in the slot. And, you know, it's a position that I know Jets fans were really worried about heading into this season with Brian Poole, you know, signing with the saints and the Jets not really having any, uh, anyone reliable 
uh, in that spot. But, you know, Javelin Goodry and Michael Carter both stepped up, and I think they're playing really well at that position. And then, you know, the outside spot with Bryce Hall, Michael Nania um, on Twitter pulled up a great stat the other day. I think it had them, you know, out of how many ever targets he's allowed, like the least out of all qualifying cornerbacks or something. So it's been it's been outstanding for these guys to really um, not only get the experience, but to play well under all this duress because you have the defense already, you know, down guys like Carl Lawson and now Marcus May. And it's just like, when are the hits going to stop? And, you know, it's unfortunate, but I think this defense is built to really, you know, I, th- I think it's built to, hide absences and I think Salah and Jeff Albrecht have done a good job at you know covering up the weak points of this defense you know guys like CJ Mosley have really had to step up big time with two rookie linebackers in there and Jamie and Sherwood and Hobbs and Nasraldine but I think you know Salah's done a great job in preaching next man up next man mentality and I think the Jets have really bought into that uh, mentality big time and you know with guys like Quentin Williams and Sheldon Rankins working into their own you know because Quentin was a little banged up but now he's he's starting to you know, coming to his own again, he got a sack and a half last week, and hopefully he could build on that performance against, you know, not the best Tennessee offensive line, but, you know, um, hopefully we can take advantage of some of Ryan Tannehill's play-action stunts and um, take away some of those, uh, you know, explosive plays by Derek Henry, who I have yet to introduce on this podcast, but he is uh, a force to be reckoned with, um, to put it lightly. I think uh, Henry is, you know, Obviously, one of the best running backs in the NFL. He's not only good on the ground, but he also catches a bunch of balls for that team. Um, you know, he's fast for his size, elusive, um, if you could believe it. Uh, you know, his trucking ability is otherworldly. Um, I think I think it's going to be it's going to be a task to stop that man, even without Julio Jones and you know AJ Brown to worry about. I think they still have weapons. I'm pretty sure they have Chester Rogers, they have Derrick Henry, they have guys like Anthony Ferkser. Um, obviously not Johnny Smith because he's on uh, New England now, but no easy task, no easy task. And I think the Jets really need to start getting something rolling on offense um, against the 15th ranked uh, defense in Tennessee. I'm pretty sure they're like 28th in DVOA, um, but it's going to be it's going to be tough and you know Zach Wilson hopefully we could see a bounce back week from you know the zero touchdowns to six interceptions over the past two weeks we could hope to see you know a nice positive a positive uh, resurrection of his of his uh, talent coming forth for the Jets this week but hopefully um you know got to get the run game going against the Tennessee defense that has you know mightily struggled against stopping the run and pass um you know they're middle of the pack they they'll they're still, you know, a good team overall. Their defense, I'm not saying it's bottom of the barrel or anything, but I still think they're, they're, you know, men enough and, you know, big enough to stop this Jets offense who have been completely halted over the past couple of weeks, albeit against the Denver Broncos offense that ranks, you know, top three and against the New England Patriots defense that ranks, I believe they're at the number one spot as of right now, but, you know, no excuses. It's the NFL. Everyone's good. Um, and you have to weather the storm and really try to, um, you know, just win your games. And I think this week is a great opportunity for the Jets in front of a MetLife Stadium crowd. Again, I don't think it's going to be as big as, you know, the one that we saw at the home opener. That was absolutely insane. And I'm still a little, uh, a little pissed off that they just let us down that one, but hopefully they could rebound and get a nice win at home against the Tennessee Titans. It's going to be rough, but it's good. I, I feel I actually feel better about this game than I do the Broncos game because I thought the Broncos were really just going to halt Zach in his, st- uh, in his tracks, and I ended up being right. But I think um, if the Jets do 
you know, put it to the Tennessee Titans and score some points. You can't you can't go into, you know, MetLife Stadium and put up a stinker bomb again and score zero, six points. It's not going to win you games. You got to score more, you know, 20, 25 points. You got you to start cutting up there in the points category before you're going to win any games. And I hope this week can be a little, uh, little wake-up call for the Jets and hopefully they can exploit a secondary that's a little older. Um, you know, hopefully they can get out there and uh, take care of business at home. So, I mean, overall, uh, not much else to say there. Um, the Jets are, of course, going to be without Elijah Moore this week, who is in concussion protocol and will likely be activated next week for their matchup in London against the Falcons. Um, you know, a guy like Makai Becton is still out. Um, uh, obviously not an IR candidate, so um, I don't believe they placed him on the three-game IR. They might have, actually. They might have, but... Um, He'll be back in due time, and of course, Marcus May out until probably the bye week, week six. So um, I really appreciate you guys sticking around for this episode of the Game Plan Podcast. I will certainly catch you guys next week with a recap of the Titans game, as well as a look ahead to the 9.30 a.m. Eastern time kickoff for the Falcons game in London. So make sure you follow my Instagram at New York Game Plan, Twitter at New York Jets Game Plan. Make sure you use my promo code Jets game plan on SeatGeek for $20 off your first purchase if you have not already. If you are planning to go out to uh, any Jets games this year, uh, hopefully if the team starts to get better, um, yeah, you know, hopefully we'll get a, a lot of more fans in MetLife once the team starts performing. But um, also make sure to sh- uh, check out um, the Jet Press on Twitter, and I have written some daily, uh, weekly articles on there regarding the team's scouting report for that following week. So hopefully, you know, I don't predict wins in it, but I predict good performances and how the Jets can really, you know, bounce back from poor poor performance the week before. So hopefully uh, this, Titans, this Titans article does me well. Um, but I appreciate everyone sticking around, and I will catch you next week for another recap.